If you are afraid of putting yourself out there online because you are afraid of opening yourself up to vulnerability and being attacked, judged, taken down, trash talked, trolled upon, then this episode is for you because that is exactly what happened to my friend Jess. And she spent her entire life trying to create a beautifully curated, perfect image of herself. And it was totally taken down. And here is what she did. May you find some courage and your own bravery inside of this episode. Welcome to the Create Beautifully podcast, where the potential in me honors the potential in you. If you're wondering if you can really change and truly find and live your purpose, then I invite you to let me be your accountability partner and for you to be mine. And together, we can explore with curiosity and humor what it is to create beautifully in every area of our lives and to take action to make that happen. Hi, Jess. Hello, Liza. Good to be here. I'm so excited. I tell everyone this. I'm so excited to have you on. But obviously, I'm excited to have everyone on who I have on or I wouldn't have asked you to be on in the first place. (laughs) (laughs) Because it'd be no fun having a guest that I was not excited about. Totally. Um, I'm going to let you introduce yourself, but I also just want to say that, um, so to all the listeners, Jess and I are going to be talking about trying to maintain a prestigious, a prestigious, that's, is that the word I wanted? A a pristine, that's what I wanted, a pristine image online and what happens when we don't get to control that. <laughs> I know, get to and, control other people's perspective of ourselves. <laughs> I know. And the fact that they all have uh, equal access to the internet, <laughs> as we do. Yeah. And you also, you're also a tea ceremony leader in training, or you're done, you're done with your training. You can lead I, tea ceremonies. I can leave it now. I've got my certificate. It's all official. Yes. Okay. Certified tea ceremony leader. And we're going to have you on again to talk about how to do your own tea ceremony. And if anyone's wondering what that is all about, that's listening, I do have a podcast. It's just um, a couple, it's a few before this one. I forget. I think it's number four. And it's all about your own tea ceremony. So then we'll have you back on to talk about how to, how to create your own, which will be awesome. But that's not our topic today. So I'm going to let you introduce yourself and say what you do. And we'll go from there. Well, my name is Jess or Jessica LeMay, and I currently am a full-time real estate agent with my husband in Seattle, Washington, Um, but that is not all I do. So I enjoy tea, tea ceremony, and just deepening my growth. Um, Liza and I actually met in our uh, healing journey, and that is one of the things that really has um, brought us together is being able to just share on a deep level areas in our lives that we are struggling with and how we want to grow and change. So um, definitely on a journey and it is constantly changing and growing, deepening just um, into the femininity and healing and wholeness aspect. So yes, yes. Yes. And so you and I are like friends, friends, because sometimes I have friends, friends on here. And sometimes I have people that I've just worked with on here. You and I are friends, friends. Yes. I've even stayed at your house. You have stayed at my house. I need to come stay at your house. Okay. So let's jump in. Let's jump in. 
because we you told me the story about what happened and I was like oh this would be so good because I think so many people there's several different avenues to explore when people get afraid of uh, afraid of judgment when they put themselves online afraid of trolls afraid that there'll be maybe lies about them or that they'll be exposed in some way and it can feel really vulnerable and it can keep people from really going after their calling. It can keep them from sharing what's on their heart. It can keep them from doing beautiful things in the world because they're so afraid of how their image might be twisted totally by other people. And so when you told me the story, so it's interesting because it's a little bit it's a little bit different from the typical people I work with. And I say typical people I work with because, because I'm a brand photographer, um, a lot of my clients, both in the brand photography world and in this world, are a lot of personal brands. So it's a lot of encouraging them to share their story. And how can you, how can you share your story? How did you get here? You know, like me and my, my whole boob story, right? That's a, that's mm-hmm. a piece of the personal story. And when we share things like that, it can feel really vulnerable. Um, and so, so there's a piece where you're not quite in that zone because it's real estate, right? So you share kind of like, you know, you share kind of like we're a family and we live in Seattle and, you know, I can share that with you, but it's not like you're, you've got these really intense things to share. It's not like a a therapist or someone walking, like, you know, maybe, maybe more so when you get into the tea ceremony stuff. So I just kind of wanted to make that distinction, but it just, but I think too, it's just, there's like a professional image of of them trying to show up. I'm sorry. Yes. (laughs) Yes. No, do it. No. Yeah. 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 No, I was just, I wanted people to kind of realize that it's almost that we've got a little bit of two different buckets, but that you can, you can have this fear and shit can happen no matter what. And, and it's almost, and I, sorry. If you listen to my podcast, which you do, I know you listen to my podcast. I like to, I, every time I listen, I'm like, I talk way too much at the beginning of every podcast. <laughs> this is me talking too much at the beginning of the podcast. Um, but I feel like, I feel like people in general would probably feel safer in your lane. They'd be like, you know what? I'm just going to be professional. Mm. I'm just going to be professional. And therefore I am not opening myself up to attack. I don't feel as vulnerable. It's going to be fine. And then you're here to be like, actually, it doesn't matter. <laughs> it doesn't if matter. If someone you're online. is pissed off enough, yeah, if you're online, if you're <laughs> online, anyone can come for you. Totally. So, yeah. So I'm interested in hearing, you know, your story. And if there are certain things that I want to pull out of it, I will pause and we can, you know, ask questions, have discussion. And I also think some of your early story, whether or not you were planning on talking about it is relevant as well. The the put together Jess, the young put together Jess. Oh yes. How that's really just kind of been a part of you. Yes. Are you ready? Yeah. I'm ready. I'll stop talking. So I grew up in a very uh, small conservative Christian bubble. I grew up in a small town. There were around maybe 500 people who went to this church and out of that, probably a hundred kids. And so it was like this giant family. And there were some really great things about that. There was a big sense of community, but 
because it was this conservative environment, uh, there was a lot of attention and focus on uh, performance, doing the right thing, or at least looking like you were doing the right thing. Even if internally your life was in turmoil, there wasn't as much interest taken on what was happening internally. It was more, could you perform? Could you show that you were being the perfect person? And if you could, then that meant safety. It meant acceptance. Um, it meant you got to do more things. There were more opportunities if you could simply show up the way that your parents and teachers and uh, church pastors wanted you to. And I guess the other component is that this environment, um, it was a church, but then there was also a school associated with the church. So a lot of time was spent not only in the church, but in school in association with all of these people. Mm. And so one of the things that would happen in order for them to kind of have this control um, and make sure that people stayed in line is when one of the kids did something wrong. So I remember, um, gosh, being, it was, I wasn't quite in high school yet, but there was a high schooler who had shoplifted. And so they called a church meeting of all the members of the church with the families. Usually it was the parents who would go and they took the kid and his family up in front of the whole congregation and talked about what he did wrong. And I just remember oh, wow. how mortifying, like I was watching them, like it didn't happen to me, but just that feeling of like being exposed, like you do, you messed up, you do something wrong. And now you get to face the shame of everyone in the church. And mm. so there was such a terror of messing up and so then there was so much effort put into how can I show up in this perfect way in order to find my safety, in order to be loved, in order to be valued and have worthiness. Um, yeah. That had to sit so that, with you. That That's huge. Like just watching someone else just get publicly humiliated for messing up. And and it as a young child, like yeah. I used to think, I, I don't think I could survive the shame of yeah. being up there in front of all these people. I mean, most people have fear of like speaking in public, right? right. Like right. that's a normal fear. Yeah. But then getting put up on like in, in public and then being shamed for something you did, it was just like terrifying. hundred percent. Yeah. 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 And I'm so just, yes. that, you know, that whole idea of how can I create the most perfect version of myself started at a young age. And I think that that is also something that most people probably also deal with, even if they weren't in that crazy of an environment, just this mm -hmm. idea of we want to belong. We want connection. Right. We don't want to be the odd one out. Um, and I just had it to like an exponential uh, sense of like, I, if I don't fit in, it's a death kind of a thing. Like, yeah, it was like, it was my worst nightmare. And so then um, growing up, I was able to fit in and present this perfect version of myself. But in reality, I was dying internally. And um, 
I remember struggling with like all of these internal thoughts of like, this isn't who I really am, but it's not safe to show up as I really am and not really having anyone to like talk to a process. And so, you know, I went through my own healing journey of once I graduated, getting out of that environment, starting to heal some of that, starting to realize that it was okay to show up and to be vulnerable. And that's like a whole nother part of my story. But um, to kind of get to the story that I share with you, fast forward, um, I think it was my early 30s because it was my son was turning two Mm -hmm. and um, we were having a birthday party and there was a situation with some close. This is like three, four years ago. Yes. Yeah. About three years ago because he is five and a half now. And so there was a situation with some people very close to me and um, there was a safety concern. And so um, they got upset with me and instead of being able to like discuss it and talk about it between ourselves, because they were so upset, they told me that they were going to call the rest of my family and tell them how terrible I was. And they did that. And they then, kind of upset with you because you didn't want them because you told I, you said safety I, issue. Yeah. I set a boundary and I said, Hey, this isn't okay for this behavior. And they yeah, didn't okay. like that. Um, <clears throat> And so rather than being able to dialogue about it and come to a solution, uh, they just got really upset with me, which, you know, I can understand from their perspective, like it's valid, valid for them to feel upset. It would have been nice to be able to talk about it and work through it, but didn't get that opportunity. Mm -hmm. And so the first round that happened was them calling all my family and telling them how terrible I am which I was like, you know what, like, that's unfortunate, but I also feel like I know my family loves me and like, they're going to, they're also going to kind of try to see, hopefully see both sides. But then it continued further to then um, posting things on family members, Facebook pages to tell the world or, or at least their little (laughs) part of the world online about how terrible I am. Which again, it was not, it had nothing to do with my business at this point. This was just like personal connections, which I'm not huge online anyway. So again, it was like a minor annoyance, but then it kind of started to, to expand beyond that. And they started to pursue and post, um, post reviews on our business, Facebook on business places that were inaccurate. And so they basically started going after, you know, we've created this professional image again, dealing with like presenting yourself in a certain way to the world, which isn't all bad, right? There, there are certain, especially if you're good at what you do. Yes. Right. (laughs) So in my world as a real estate agent, like I'm not going to go post on there about certain things, but other things I can, like there's, there's different spaces in which you can open up and share and things that are appropriate. And so anyway, this crossed over into like the professional realm where, and this is, you know, this is how we make our living. You know, this isn't just a part-time job for us. Like our sole living is, is real estate is getting clients that way. And so, um, this person was just so upset with us and unwilling to try to work through it that they thought the best way was to just, you know, 
make themselves feel good by spewing these lies online and feel like they were doing something. And it, it was kind of like my worst nightmare coming true because here I'd worked hard to create this professional image. And here is this person who's saying these lies and they posted reviews and the reviews, I, I think I got one taken down, but then they reposted and the company wouldn't take that one down. So there are these reviews that are living online for the world to see. And I can't do anything about it. I can't control it. Like it's there. Yeah. And it was this overwhelming, like my worst nightmares come true. Like someone saying these terrible things about me and I can't control, I can't control it. I can't stop it. I can't take, make it go away. I can't make it look better. I've worked my whole life to like create this perfect image. Um, and in some ways since then, I will have to say, like, I don't know that I ever tell them this directly. It was probably one of the best things that happened to me because mm -hmm. I didn't think that I could go through that. And in fact, it happened and I was able to go through it. And not only that, there was like this sense of freedom that came over me because mm -hmm. I was like, the situation happened people can read that and they can decide for themselves. I can't control it. And yet I'm still okay. Mm. I'm still here. Yeah. It's all right. Um, and then, um, sorry, I just lost my train of thought. No, it's fine. I have a couple questions. So yes. when you were, when you first, when they started, so they called the whole family and then they started posting, on Facebook, on family members. Did yes. you say anything to them at that point or were you just watching? I didn't say anything at that point. Um, no, but other people who didn't even really know me would, would talk to them and say, Hey, look, if you have a personal issue, you should go talk to them. So mm. it was kind of like people were starting, you know, I didn't have to go in. Other people were recognizing this is a little bit cuckoo. This person sounded right. a little unhinged. And I right. trusted that at least since it was family members, they also know me. Mm -hmm. It's not someone brand new who doesn't know me at all seeing this other version of myself. Yeah. Did you have any idea that it was going to go public kind of? Did it, it was going to have its little IPO moment? No. <laughs> because it, there it was no like rumblings of like, oh, do we think they're going to it just all of a sudden something just popped up online. Yeah. Like in the initial way. thing happened was the Facebook and the calling of family. And then I think it was like six months later that then there, oh my gosh. you know, I thought everything had died down. And then six months yeah. later it started again where it was these attacks in various different platforms online. And this time it was for business. And that's, you know, that was, I think one of the biggest struggles was because here are people who don't even know me. I don't even get any sort of benefit of the doubt in terms of right. like interacting with them, them knowing my character, all they get to see is what this person says. And even yeah. though we have like, you know, so many other great positive reviews, here's this, like this scar, this taint, right? It's like standing up on stage yeah. and everyone's pointing at me and that feeling of mm. shame. You were like, I am the shoplifting kid. You're like, I'm yes. standing on this stage. Like, this is it. This is my, 
this is my stand on the stage at church moment. Exactly. Yeah, I totally hear that. When, okay, so when the first review popped up, how, what was that moment like? Like, how did you find out? Because I think a lot of people kind of envision that, right? Like they envision like, you know, whether it's a really clear vision or whether it's this kind of fuzzy, like, oh, I just have this feeling that I would just go online and it would just be all negative, you know? So that moment of like, oh, it's it happened. Yeah. How did you, well, how did you find out? And what did you, how did you feel? I got an email alert that someone had left a review. And so I go mm. to check it and I start reading. And as I'm reading this like long review, Oh my, my stomach just starts like dropping and I feel like I'm going to be sick. Like, And you haven't done actual business with these people. I, so we did help them with one transaction. Yes. Okay. Yeah. But the, what they were posting about was inaccurate information. And then it went into personal stuff that they were posting about. Right. And telling the world how personally. terrible we were. Right. Okay. Yeah. And did you know it was, did you know it was them right away when you started reading? Yeah. Because their name was on it as well. Okay. I didn't know if they were trying to like hide their identity. Yeah. No, their name was on it. Yeah. Okay. 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 So go back. So you're reading it. So I'm reading it. Yeah. And I'm just like, I, my stomach is getting sick and then I'm just getting outraged. Like, how can this be? How can this happen? And then I'm trying to like Google, like, how do we get reviews down and how do we like mm. do something about it? Like everything went to, how do we get rid of this so that no one sees it? Yeah. yeah. How do I fix this? How do yes. I keep my perfect image intact? Yeah. And, um, how do we erase it? <laughs> mm-hmm. And so we were that first one we were able to get removed, but then a few days later, a second one pops up. Oh my gosh. And I couldn't get that one removed. And then another one. Was it one by the same? Up. Did they did they just do different accounts? Like I'm just curious they, now about this. Yes, they so or the detail. Um, it was a couple, and um, the husband posted the first one, and then he used his wife's account to post the second one. Why wouldn't they take the second one down? Is that like a thing? I think I, I'm guessing. I mean, it, it's the that was the google one and so i think that yeah. the first one they'll probably like kind of be like okay yeah we'll just take it down but then i think right. if you keep asking them i don't i think it's an automated thing where it's like right you're asking they think too like much to get... right they're like and i they don't know i mean a lot of people keep complaining about you we're gonna keep yeah. it up yeah yeah meanwhile it's just the same person yeah um and so it was probably i'd say it was like uh maybe a two-week period of time where they did the first one then a few days would pass did the second one, then they posted it on another platform. And then they started, they posted a review on our Facebook business page. And then they started interacting with our clients on Facebook because our clients made a comment and said, Hey, this isn't like accurate or great. And so I was able to turn off, um, reviews on my Facebook business page and just shut that down altogether. So that they, that he couldn't have access to our clients. Cause I'm like, this, this is going too far. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's going, yeah, it's going too far. Well before this point. <laughs> yes. 
Um, but all throughout this time, there's this like turmoil inside and this rage of like, gosh, yeah. like how, you know, like the, the injustice and people can't see me this way. And my life is going to be like ruined and all of these things. Um, and yeah, I mean, you just sound super high alert. Like, could you relax? Seriously? I mean, no. after they started doing it a few times, were you just on high alert, like assuming it was just going to keep coming in? Like when is the next one? Yes. Yeah. And I had, so I was really starting to like, just evaluate everything. And I had listened to, um, someone talk about people pleasing several years earlier. And one of the things that she had mentioned, she had used this analogy. She'd said, Hey, there are just going to be some people who don't like you. She's like, you could be the most perfectly round, beautiful, uh, most perfect texture, shape, and color peach. Your your Mm -hmm. perfect, like, ripeness. You're the juiciest peach. And some people just don't like peaches. And that's okay. And she made the distinction of how, like, she's like, people liking you or not liking you isn't necessarily about you as much as it's about them. Yeah. I mean, 100%. So it was like this shift of like, oh, I can put all this effort into presenting this perfect version of who I want to be mm-hmm. and people still aren't going to like me. So why expend all this energy doing that, knowing that at any moment that perfect image could be fractured? Why not just show up as me and trust mm-hmm. that the people who are out there who are meant to be my people meant to come into my life, they're going to like me. Yeah. And if they don't, that's okay. I don't have to make them wrong. I don't have to make me wrong. I can let go of that struggle. Yeah. Yeah. Did you, so when did you hear that? Was that something you heard later or something you remembered that you had heard? I had remembered that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It was something I'd heard several years earlier on a, on a different podcast. Um, and it really hit home because like I mentioned, like growing up, it was this, just this huge people pleasing perfectionism, you know, perfect presentation, trying to control other people's perception of who I was. Yeah. And then going through this, realizing that that is just an illusion, like, Yeah, there's, it's impossible to control everyone's perception of who I am. And in fact, the people who I'm drawn to the most are the people who are authentic, who show up in the mess. It's not Mm -hmm. the perfectly put together person. Mm -hmm. You mean I'm not perfectly put together, Jess? Well, you are, but you're the exception. (laughs) Oh my God. No, literally. I already failed today. I forgot to order my kid a yearbook on yearbook signing day. So already failing. (laughs) Yeah, it's okay. She begged her teacher. Her teacher bought her one, and I heard there were no extras. But I I got a string of angry texts, including red-faced emojis. So, you know, we we could start there. Just riff on all the ways. Exactly. (laughs) Well, that's one of the things, you know, why we have clicked really well is because, you know, like, as I've grown and learned to, like, shed these layers, being able to show up real and authentically – creates that deeper connection with other people. And that's, yeah. I think what we're all truly craving is that safety and connection. I just had come up in this environment that was so pushed towards this presentation. Yeah. And as I've gotten older, just realized like, gosh, it, looking back on my younger self, 
I'm sure that I repelled people because inside I was hurting, but I tried to Mm. present this like perfect image of myself. Yeah. Yeah. And it, yeah. And it's kind of like, Oh, (laughs) for certain people, right. I'm sure other people who are doing the same feeling the same, probably a friend group, right. Is like, hi, we're all here to present this and we're just going to pretend that we're not covering anything else up and you look good and I look good and everyone looks good and we can just go and that's great. And then other people are like, screw them for looking good and like showing it, right? (laughs) Or goody two shoes or whatever it was. Yeah. It just turns into like, I saw this Brene Brown thing popped up and she just talks about the armor that we put on, Mm. you know, and how we just build it all up. And she's like, at some point it becomes too heavy. Right. Yeah. And it just, well, and, you know, yeah. I, my husband and I talk about this often too. One of the reasons why Oprah became so popular is because she was willing to show up raw, authentic and say, I struggle with these things too. Yeah. And that creates the connection. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It's, um, I heard this great quote it's I don't I heard it on a podcast I don't know where it's from initially but it was like uh I'm gonna hack it I'm definitely gonna hack it a little bit uh along the lines of intimacy accelerates at the rate of vulnerability Mm, that's good right yeah and that's always hit me I mean just in in marriage and friendships and the more willing you are to be vulnerable the more the intimacy and connection and safety grows, you know? Totally. And yeah. That reminded me of that. And when you were talking, the thing I was going to ask too is, and we, you and I talk about this a lot. We talk about this in our, our friend group a lot. And I think as we get older, we can kind of realize how we've put our, we've allowed other people to hold the keys to our safety to feeling yeah. grounded in ourselves, to to decide if we're okay or not. Um, and I know that's a big thing for me too. Is it, It's, it's kind of like, is everyone around me okay in general? Are they okay with me? Okay, I'm yeah. okay. Yeah. <laughs> and like, okay, I'm okay. And then it's like, I can't, it's, I, I'm slowly working on getting to the place where people can be upset People can even be upset with me. And if I feel like I've shown up with integrity, I can be okay, you know, in my own space. But I feel like if I had, if I was going through something like you went through, it would be really hard to find that okayness or that safety within myself. Do you feel like in the process that you had either your husband or some friends or some people to support helping you land in a safe space or did you have to find it for yourself? It was, so it was a combination. Cause I think we all have to like, yeah, find that internally. Um, I, I did talk with a very trusted counselor of mine and it was so mm. helpful because. Like an actual helped, counselor, like a paid counselor, like a yes. friend who counsels a paid counselor. Okay. Thanks. Yeah. I think and people, I had yeah. worked with her in the past off and on. And so I reached out to her cause I was just like, I, really struggling with how to process and deal with this. Can you help shed some perspective? Um, And especially I wanted to run by her, like, 
I want to respond to this um, to this review, but I want to do it in a way that doesn't show up defensively, doesn't necessarily put them down, but also kind of calls it out as like not being okay, right? Because I I was like I came up with a lot of responses that were <laughs> yeah. So that's that's an interjection side question, real quick. Like, how did you not just put them on blast immediately? That's what I wanted to do. I mean, my husband and I wrote out a lot that were just like calling them out and pointing out all their dirty laundry. But we were like, wait, here we are so upset that they're hanging out our so-called dirty laundry. Mm -hmm. How are we any better if all Mm -hmm. we do is show up in the same way? Yeah. You know, so how can we show up in a way that says, hey, this is not okay and we're not going to also sink down to their level. Mm-hmm. And so that was another reason I had reached out to her because I was like, hey, I need some perspective. This is what was said. This is what I'm thinking of saying. How do I work this so that I feel like I've responded and kind of called called it out, but also not sunk to their level and, and put them down or played that same game? Like I'm trying to play at a higher level. I don't need to sink down to their level and continue this back and forth because I realized ultimately that's what they want. They want that engagement that gives them the sense of power that they're getting to me, all of those things. So we talked about that. And then we also talked about, I was just, I was just like, why, you know, why is this happening? How can I get a better perspective on this? And she was so helpful in just pointing out how both of them had their own, you know, their own humanness, their own struggles, how they were operating. She's like, they're both operating like they're two-year-olds and they're running around with a knife in their hand and they're Mm. upset and they're Mm. causing damage, but they've only got the capacity of a two-year-old. And I was like, that was so helpful (laughs) to have compassion, not to be like, oh, this is okay that you're behaving this way, but to say, I can look and see, okay, you're really struggling with this feeling that you got hurt. And this is the only way that you know how to like fill that void and that pain inside is by lashing out and causing more damage, you know, and it just helped me to kind of have compassion, to stay humble, to quiet that thing inside me that wanted justice and wanted to call them out and like, you know, like right. go to the mat with them and like battle oh, it yeah. out and point out all their flaws. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> my ego yeah. wanted to do that. Oh, everyone would want to do that. I'm like, yeah, that is, that's the instant reaction. And I just having, having the ability to kind of take a breath and the presence of mind to just go, I, I'm going to write it all not online first. And yes. I'm going to talk to my husband and we're going to like, I don't know, have a glass of wine or shot vodka and like (laughs) just, you know, rip them a new one, but in the privacy of our own home while we sort through this and decide what we want to do. Exactly. That's huge. And trust that people who read this, while some may look at it and be like, oh, these guys are horrible, terrible people, trust that, okay, then that person's not meant meant for us. And I can trust that the people who are supposed to work with us and be part of our lives, they can read that person's review. They can read our response. They can read our other reviews and make up their own decision um, and kind of come to that conclusion. 
and trust that it was okay that I didn't have to control all of it. Yeah. What was, so what was your response eventually? Um, I think it was, I think we basically pointed out that this person was a family member and that they were upset with a personal matter and, Mm -hmm. um, that they were posting some things that were inaccurate and that we weren't going to, basically we said we don't tolerate like online bullying and we're not going to respond to all the things because they called out a bunch of stuff. And so at first we wanted to like fight back and be defensive and like point out all of these things. And when we're like, why? Like that just makes it a bigger mess. Right. Right. Keep it short and sweet and simple and then leave it at that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I feel like it would be so hard if someone tried to do in like just a whole bunch of things, like a litany of things and to just not be like, here's why this, and here's why this, and here's why this, and here's why this. Yeah. Well, and I think had we done that, again, it would have fed into what they wanted. They wanted engagement. They wanted to fight. They wanted the back and forth. And it was like, that would have prolonged everything by kind of having this short and sweet firm response. It was able to, at least, you know, after that event, there wasn't anything further that happened. There was no more engagement. That's Um, nice. Yeah. Were you on like high alert still for a while? I was. Yes. Yes. But then the more and more time that started to pass, the more I realized like there was kind of this sense of gratitude, like I mentioned that came over because there was this feeling of freedom Mm. of like this happened and I'm still okay. Yeah. This happened. And I trust, like you mentioned, I trust that I have a grounded sense of internal safety. I trust that that, you know, the universe is bent for my good. I trust that this is all happening for me, not to me. Mm -hmm. Um, And it was like, wow, like I, I survived that. Mm. Now, how many more things can I do? Because I'm not held back by this, this fear, because often fear, it's, Mm. it's fear of what could happen. And so when that thing happens, you're like, oh, I actually survived that maybe it's not so bad. Maybe I'm making it out to be this bigger deal than it really is. And what other areas of my life am I holding myself back because I'm worried about that? That's so good. I feel like people that are listening to me like, oh, damn, I'm probably holding (laughs) myself back in a lot of places because I'm afraid of stuff. I think the other question would be, for, for people who may be wondering, because you got to a place of I'm survived and I know the answer to this, but I'm going to ask anyway, did your business survive? It did survive. Yes. In fact, I think it was, I don't know if it was a year later or six months later. Um, we had been talking with someone who was a potential client and, uh, they had looked us up online. And had Mm. somehow, like, I think they brought it up and just said, hey, like, I saw this review of you, but you have so many great reviews and I really enjoyed talking with you. And he's like, I kind of thought this guy might be like off the rails or like just there was something kind of off with it, you know? And so like we had already like moved on at that point, but it was kind of a nice confirmation of like other people, the people who are supposed to be working with us are going to be able to like 
be able to see that this isn't a reasonable person. Yeah, it's yeah, it's what you said. You kind of felt like, you know what, I'm just going to trust that the people who are supposed to find us will find us and they will still find us valuable. And then to have someone be like, basically say that out loud. Yes, that had to feel like, okay, okay, okay. So do you feel like you've made any different choices since then feeling this freedom around it? Yes, most definitely. So about a year and a half ago, my husband and I started um, a YouTube channel, which is definitely showing up online. <laughs> yeah. And you film like a mad woman, like you, whether you are an Enneagram three or have an Enneagram three wing, like the amount of videos that you are doing, <laughs> I would <laughs> fall on the ground. I don't even have, I don't even know. I, I couldn't even do one a day. Don't you do like three or four a week, like multiple a day? Sometimes I'll, sometimes I'll try to stack them so that I only have to do like hair and makeup once. And then I record oh, yeah. like in two different outfits and then I'm like, okay, yes, I'm done for the day. <laughs> <laughs> I'll do it with reels and then I, I, but, then yeah, I forget but, about them and I don't post them. <laughs> totally. Exactly. Right. Yeah. Um, I, and I think, I think with that, because I think, like I mentioned earlier, um, and I'm not sure if that part got cut out or not, but my husband and I are not like big online people. Just because I, I prefer to have like closer, deeper connections. And I found that when I was heavily online, when I was younger, that I just, I would walk away having the sense of like, I'm missing out on life. Other people's lives are better. They're doing better things. I was finding that I was only posting all of these great shots of myself. Mm. And it was like, I wanted that connection, but I was getting further away from it. And so I basically closed down all of my accounts and then only had very like small uh, closed circle accounts on like Instagram. And then I just have like a Facebook business uh, page that's private. So I don't really, I'm not active on there or anything, but um, so when we decided to do YouTube, it was like, okay, this is like really showing up to the world. And this is something that lives for a long time and people are going to see you. And my husband was more gung ho about it. It took me a while to get on board with it. Mm-hmm. And one of the things actually from our friend group, um, a mutual friend had told, had been talking to me one day and she had mentioned that um, for her growing up, she had learned if she flew under the radar, that meant safety. As mm. soon as people noticed her, there was a sense of all eyes on her mm. and a lack of safety. Mm-hmm. And when she said that to me, I was like, I resonated so deeply with that because I was like, part of why I don't want to show up online as well is because it exposes me to yeah. the world, yeah. to all of these eyes. I'm no longer flying under the radar. Yeah, All of this judgment can come raining yeah. down on me. And I feel like YouTube gets even more like Instagram, Facebook, you can kind of, kind of curate or, you know, certain people are attracted to you, but YouTube, I always feel like whenever you go to YouTube comments, it's just like, it's like Walmart, yeah. like you never know what you're going to get, you know? That's right. <laughs> exactly. And these are like, you know, they're, they're longer than a reel. Like they're like, you know, quite a bit amount of time on there. And so when, when she said that, that, like really resonated and it was helpful for me to really start processing that and recognize, Mm. oh, 
part of why I haven't wanted to show up as much online. You know, I had some good reasons, which was, you know, I didn't, I was recognizing I didn't feel as good about myself the more I was on there. I was comparing myself, but there's a lot of good things with being online and a lot of great accounts to follow as well. Yeah. It's not all bad, but I realized that part of, especially for like business purposes, why I didn't really want to show up online was because of this fear of judgment and fear of being seen. That meant lack of safety. And I was like, oh, yeah. As soon as she said that, I was like, wait, I've done so much work in grounding myself into that internal sense of safety. Mm. I can connect to that and then show up online and again, let go of the fact that not everyone's going to like me and that's okay. Yeah. They cannot like me and I can still live my life. Like that doesn't have to control and keep me small. Yeah. Yeah. That's a huge, that's a huge lesson to internalize. You know, I think a lot of people can say it or hear it, but when it really starts to, live in your body is when you really get to make other choices and you just got thrown into it. But you know, you, you just got like, all right, here, we're just going to chuck you not only in the deep end, but just like in the riptide a little bit yeah. <laughs> in the ocean, you know? And I, I think I, I, you know, there are a lot of people that struggle with, with that, with, you know, do I put myself out there? I open myself up to vulnerability and, and there might be some people that are like, oh, in, in kind of like a twisted way, I could totally see people going, I just, I almost wish I would just get thrown out there too, mm. in order to just kind of learn this lesson. Like, I don't yeah. actually want to do that, but if I did, maybe I would suddenly find my bravery. Yes. If someone pushed me. Yeah. Um, so I think, I mean, if you feel like you're maybe spending our last few minutes, like brainstorming ideas for people who are like, I want to show up more. I want to, I want more business. I want to lean into my calling, but I haven't been shoved out there and I'm so scared. Yeah. Well, you I know? think too, I looked at it. So, so we started the, this YouTube channel in like January of 2022. So we're in 2023 right now. <laughs> Death has to get to it, right? Um, oh, it's all blended together since COVID. I know. <laughs> um, and so I think about May last year. So it was about a year ago. I was like, you know what? We haven't really done anything on Instagram with our business. And I don't really, because I haven't been online much, um, I'm like, I feel like a fish out of water. I don't really know this platform. But I was like, I'm going to look at this and just use it as an opportunity to play. I'm not going to take myself too seriously. I'm not going to take the platform too seriously. And I'm just going to experiment. And looking at it from that lens and also recognizing ultimately what matters the most is what I think of me. And like you said in the beginning, we often think, okay, if other people are okay with me, then I can be okay with me. Well, let's skip needing those other people in order for us to be okay with ourselves. Let's just jump to, wait, if I'm okay with who I am, if I center and ground myself and I have that safety, then I can, that gives me the freedom to show up and to use these platforms to play and to not take myself too seriously or the platform or the comments, good or bad, right? Like we have to use it for both. Um, 
And that way you can just, it, it takes this pressure off of trying to do it perfectly or, or having that fear of just being like, let's just see what happens. Yeah. And I even had a, a friend who was also kind of starting and just experimenting with her business on Instagram as well. And we kind of had this little game for a while of being like, Hey, let's see who can get like the worst comment and like have a little competition. Um, oh, that's so I remember huh. one person, I did like a reel and one person commented and they're like, they're like, I can't pay attention to any of your blah, 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 because your eyelashes are too long. <laughs> wow. Okay. Thank you for that. And I yeah. was like, thank you. Thank, thank you. you, sir. Uh, like, yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. Good. And I was like, that's the winner for the day, right? Yes. Yes. Having fun with it. Let's laugh more. Let's like make it light. Let's not make it so heavy and like, oh my gosh, if someone rejects me online, like now, now what? Like I can't live my life. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I really think too, it is that, you know, what you said, what matters most is what I think of myself. And I think that's huge to remember. And I think that's something people forget to check in with a lot because often we weren't really raised asking, how do you feel about that? Yeah. How do you feel about that thing that you did or that thing that you said? Are you proud of it? Are you right. angry about it? Are you, I, I think, you know, I think now parents are a little more conscious of saying, you know, I'm proud of you. And are you proud of yourself? Do you yeah. like what you did? You know? And I don't, I don't think it's a default setting especially for those of us probably like 30 and older, definitely like 40 and older. Um, I don't think it's a default set or, or just anyone, you know, who went through, through trauma or any just rejection, bullying, uh, just how you witnessed such rejection in, you know, on that stage. I don't think it's a default setting to say, how do I feel about myself? How do I feel about my actions? How do I feel about, what I am thinking about putting out there. Do I need to sit with it longer? Am I ready to put it out? Am I giving away information that makes me feel vulnerable because I'm not ready to say it Yeah. or because I'm, I am ready to say it. I'm just scared. Right. You and know, that's a good distinction. Right. Yeah. And I, I just don't, I don't think we go to ourselves first about our own, behaviors. Totally. You know, so I just kind of wanted to make that a point and kind of remind myself (laughs) and everyone else to just say, you know, you can ask yourself, how do I feel about that? Yes. You know, would I be making our own opinion the most important? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Can I put my head on the pillow at night and feel proud of who I am and what I'm doing? Right. 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 Yeah. And if that's really hard and if you don't know, and if you're in a, you know, in a spot where you're, you know, I'm sure there's some people who, who are probably trying to process a decent amount of trauma who may need some therapy and someone to help be that voice for a while. Um, just really finding people you trust. If yes. That's, if that's, that's the case. Huge. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then learning to, learning to go, to go in with yourself. How do I feel? How do I feel as me? How do I connect to God or the divine or whatever? And you know, how does that, how does that sit? Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. 
Do you have anything else to add? I forget like the last thing that you were saying because <laughs> we went on this tangent and I'm like, what were we talking about? I think we were talking about showing up online. Yes. Oh, yeah. oh you guys said you were playing a game. Playing a yeah, game and making it laugh. Just, yes. Like, let's have, have more fun with it. Like I think it's easy to take things so seriously and make them such a big deal. And what's funny is it, it all happens in our head. Mm. Like in reality, you show up online and you – you make a goof and you're an idiot. Like what, what really physic physical harm happens to you? Nothing. You right. might get like some bad comment or someone not like you or thumbs down you, but like, does that really affect your day-to-day life? Yeah. Yeah. And I'm going to tell you the people who genuinely matter and could, could do anything probably aren't even like, they don't even have the time to comment on your content. <laughs> yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's probably just someone at home who wishes they had the bravery to go after what they really want to do. So instead they're just stuck trying to bring other people down to their level. Well, and sometimes you can use the negative comments as like constructive feedback, right? Like we Mm -hmm. had, there was one guy, I don't know, it was probably in the first six months of our YouTube videos who made some comment about how, how we were like, um, what were we? Oh, he said, he said that we were like Scientologists or something. Okay. And we were like, <laughs> what does that mean? And then yeah. when we thought about it, we were like, maybe we're coming across like too scripted, too presentational, mm. too put together. Yeah. And so it made us think long and hard about, okay, how do we show up? We still want to be professional, but how do we connect better? How do yeah. we not show up so stiff, so perfect, so presentational? How do we add a little bit more personality and part of ourselves into it? And so, you know, being able to take all of these things and not make ourselves wrong about it, but say, is there something here that I can learn from? And if not, then move on. Or maybe we can turn it around and take, take a nugget of wisdom from it and, and make a change. Yeah. I love that. Like, thanks for helping. Yeah. Troll, troll. (laughs) <laughs> I think we commented back where we laughed and like, yeah, that's, that's a, you know, thanks for your comment. Like, yes, taking it first, dissecting it and then taking it into consideration. Yeah. That's awesome. That's awesome. Jess, I think this was fantastic. Thank you. Thank, Thank you, you for, for having me. Yes. And I hope, I hope that people go out and they're willing to be a little extra brave. Yes. And realize, you know, trust themselves and really, you know, who gets to win, right? Yeah. You or them. And when you're on, you know, the whole thing, when you're on your deathbed or 20 years from now or whatever, you know, what are, is it going to be like, oh, so glad, so glad I didn't put myself out there. Right. Yeah. Most people regret what they didn't do. Right. Right. No, no. Yeah. You're not going to be like, oh, thank God. I never said anything. I never went right. after my dreams. <laughs> You're going to be like, damn safe. it. I had zero rejection because I just stayed in my little I bubble in safe. my house. Yeah, it felt good. It felt <laughs> good. But did it feel good? Right. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Jess, all right. Well, I'm going to encourage people to go and be brave and take action. Yeah. In the name of Jess. Jess LeMay. I feel like even your as- last name. Good. To play with. I said, let's use yeah. this life as a canvas to play with. Yeah. Even I, I have like, done, 
Oh, sorry. No, I was just going to say, I feel like even your last name, like, you know, has that German French, as I learned earlier, <laughs> German French. Uh, LeMay just sounds like this, like, French battle cry to me. And I want people to be like, hold their sword up, be like, in the name of Jess LeMay, I take action today. <laughs> That's going to be There we yeah. go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what were you going to say? Oh, I was going to say, I was like, you and I have both done landmark. And I think one of the biggest takeaways Mm. is just how much meaning we make out of life yeah, and how we actually have control. And so like, this is our one chance, our gift. Let's go play with it. You know, let's have some lightness to it. 100%. On that note, thank you, Jess. Thank you, Liza. Thank Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. And now go out and do one brave thing. Something that might scare you a little, but something where you know that you can have your own back. And maybe taking this brave thing will make you even braver to take the step after that. Because that, friends, is absolutely part of how we create beautiful.